G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. And joining us on the line is Bill Muhlenberg from Culture Watch, one of my favourite Facebook friends. How are you, brother? Hey, very well, thanks. <laughs> hey, I love reading your blogs and uh, you've got a, a few interesting ones uh, that we're going to unpack this morning. Which one do you want to start with today? Oh, look, uh, if people like books, like reading, like theology, well, then there's all kinds of good ones I've just done. Of course, if they hate books and reading, they'll probably want to turn the radio off about <laughs> now. But, uh, hey, uh, it's, uh, you know, it's all good. Uh, we've got a lot of uh, good uh, Christian reading out there, and uh, I'm happy to promote it. Well, I like the look of this one here, a review of Christian ethics an introduction to biblical moral reasoning by Way, uh, Wayne Gruden. What are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, look, uh, some of your listeners might be aware of Wayne Grudem, uh, American theologian. He did a fairly famous systematic theology some years ago, which has been used in many uh, classrooms, and many people have found it helpful. Uh, so, yeah, he's got a brand new book out, and a big one as well all about ethics, how Christians can think about ethical issues of the day, you know, the hot potato things like homosexuality or abortion, but so much more, a war and peace, wealth and poverty. So there are a lot of good books already uh, by Christians on ethical issues, but this new one is a, well, it's a good one. So I did a review of it, and uh, I think it's worth uh, exploring. Fantastic, and uh, I, I really do believe. I remember doing a subject on ethics at Bible College many years ago, and and thinking, wow, you know, so many Christians have never even thought about this subject. Yeah. Uh, but in this day and age, we, we've got to be schooled in this area, don't we? Well, absolutely. I mean, there's so many hot potato ethical issues bubbling along at any given moment, and things that are near and dear to the heart of God. Obviously, uh, you know, God's intentions for marriage and family, human sexuality. These are all big items, uh, certainly in Scripture. Uh, well, the sanctity of life in, in various ways, abortion, euthanasia, and so on. All things that God is very concerned about, so we as God's people need also to be concerned about them. So we need to think carefully and biblically what does God's Word have to say about any number of things, say capital punishment or marriage, divorce and remarriage? What about the environment? What about homosexual marriage? All things that the world is uh, talking about at the moment anyway, so come on, we need to get the, the biblical worldview into the discussion, certainly at least with our friends and family. So a book like this by Grudem, I think, is a terrific help, and at 1,300 pages, I tell you, it covers a lot of ground. <laughs> so uh, you don't have to buy a dozen books. You just get one of his, and that'll do you. <laughs> Sounds like a good read. Now, another one you've covered is uh, seven, oh, seven Helpful New Books on the Problem of Pain and Suffering. That's very relevant right now, too, isn't it? Well, I mean, come on. What person on earth has not 
dealt with various types of suffering. Uh, you know, we all go through it. In a fallen world, sure, we like to avoid the topic, just like we uh, like to avoid going to the dentist, if we can help it. Uh, but it's part of life. Uh, a whole book in the Bible, the book of Job, is written about it. So uh, I think, again, just like with the ethics issues, I think it's important here for Christians to think biblically about, you know, why do we suffer? Why is there pain in this world? Everybody has something they're going through, and I begin that article by, in fact, just looking at a number of personal stories that I'm aware of, people I know, good Christians who may have just lost a loved one, or their child has uh, gone off the rails and is suicidal, or, you know, there's somebody who's stricken down with cancer. I mean, just anybody who lives in the world is going to come up with uh, some dark and hard times. So everybody, including Christians, ask, well, why? Why me? Why God? Why is this happening? So uh, there are some good books out there. So I've looked at seven new books that all deal with this in various ways, and they all are quite helpful, not just looking at some of the biblical and theological, but offering, well, what we often need, the pastoral kind of counseling side of things. You know, how can I make sense of this? How can I help a, a brother or sister who's struggling with real pain right now. So a lot of practical stuff found in some of these books, and it's something I think Christians need to think a whole lot more about. Absolutely. And, you know, the reality is, like you said, we all go through uh, different struggles with regards to pain and uh, the problem of suffering. Uh, but the reality is we need to acknowledge that God is always with us. Uh, mm -hmm. Jesus said he'd never leave us or forsake us. And he's given us his Holy Spirit, who is a comforter. And uh, and also, brothers and sisters in the Lord, you know, we, we need to support each other. Sometimes yeah. when people are going through a tough time, um, we tell them, hey, you've got to have more faith, or hey, you've got to have, you know. But what yeah. about just putting your arm around someone and yeah. loving someone? I mean, God uses us to care for people when they're yeah. going through yeah. pain and suffering, doesn't he? Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, Paul talks about that in Corinthians. He says, well, he says it in a number of places, but he says, the comfort that I have experienced... In my sufferings, you know, the comfort that God has given me, now I'm able to share that same comfort with others who are going through a hard time. So he actually talks mm. about rejoicing in his sufferings, and he talks about joining in with Christ in the fellowship of his sufferings. In Philippians, he talks about it was granted to him to suffer for Christ's sake. So he has a quite a different take on all this from many Christians, and uh as you say, we have real flesh and blood brothers and sisters right now going through real heartache. Um, you mentioned we're Facebook friends. I'm temporarily banned. I must have been a bad boy <laughs> to get off of uh, Facebook for a month. But anyway, before I was given the boot, I noted one gal uh, in Sydney, Christian gal, really struggling a lot. I live in Melbourne. Uh, she was talking about all of the things she's going through. She's got a lot of health issues as a mother, a lot of painful, difficult issues, uh, a son with disabilities, uh, a non-believing husband, so just a lot of tough stuff. And she was really, in one of her Facebook posts, kind of crying out, saying, I really need help, I'm really struggling. And I noted, you know, 
a lot of people say, hey, we're with you, we're praying for you. Well, that's good, but I thought, why doesn't somebody go over there, give yeah. her a hug, maybe uh, cook her some meals, yeah. you know, do something practical for heaven's sake. So I noted one of my friends, actually, from Melbourne, uh, did have to go up to Sydney, so we did stop in and visit her and spent a couple of hours praying with her and stuff. And Wonderful. I thought, okay, that's more like it. That's it. Come on, we're all suffering, we're all going through hardships, let's make it practical, let's give some real help I love and it. support and show the love of Christ in tangible ways. Yep, that's right. And let's not just talk the talk, but walk the walk. Uh, let's uh, put uh, actions to our faith uh, and care for those that are going through uh, pain and suffering. Uh, great encouragement there, Bill. And uh, now the the other blog that you've written that uh, I just it, I just am just still blown away that this is what the world's come to. Uh, you can explain the story. Transmania, the perfect crime and punishment. I, I, I'm still just blown away. This is yeah right. Anyway, tell us the story. <laughs> well, look, I include actually a couple of shocking stories in that article on the whole transgender movement. As you know, it's really very new, only three, four years. Nobody was even talking this way, uh, you know, a decade ago. But now everybody's talking about little kids as young as four and five uh, want to change their gender. I mean, this is... This is really scary stuff. In fact, I just read an English headline saying there's a 4,000% increase in young kids who are saying, oh, I'm not a boy or I'm not a girl and I want to have all kinds of sex change operations, hormone treatments, all this stuff, and they're still growing, they're still developing. Uh, this is really coming out of the pits. This is not uh, helpful. This is not normal. So uh, in the article, I look at several of these cases, including some guys who, uh, well, who were caught uh, for sexual crimes and rape. And then when they get sentenced and told they got to spend a time in jail, they declare, well, actually, I identify as a woman now. Mm. So they put these male rapists into female prisons. And oh. guess what? They keep sexually assaulting other female inmates. Mm. Uh, you know, something is really wrong here when you have this kind of lunacy. So I document some of that in my recent article, but uh, this is just getting out of hand, and it's especially a worry when we look at little children and how they're being, well, manipulated and deceived. I mean, nobody was talking a decade ago of, uh, oh, I don't identify as who I am, I want to change my sex, but now every other child it seems has got it into his head that hey i can just change my uh my sex like i change the color of my socks every morning so something's going on here there's a war going on and christians need to be aware of this and that's why uh this new piece on the subject mm. it's just heartbreaking and uh i you know i just couldn't I was, it was unfathomable when i read that article i just thought you know this is this is where this is just the beginning of where this thing is going to head you know there's going to be a lot worse stories than this we'll hear oh, in the yeah. future there's a, a homeless shelter i've been ministering at where yep. there's uh you know 70 men in one section and 20 women in the other they're separated of course and in the women's section uh the women there are mainly victims of domestic violence and, yep. you know they've been homeless and addicted and all sorts of things and uh there has been staff members in there who are transgender yeah. uh, so a guy dressed as a girl working with women who have been abused by men and I, I, I actually complained to the agency I said look I just think 
uh, couldn't you move that person to a, a different section because these girls are, yeah. you know, and the last thing they need is to be confused about who who is the staff member caring for them right now. Yeah, um, and, and we've got to speak up about this this madness because. Oh, Oh, absolutely. And in the article, I report on similar things, not just people working there, but those who are being treated. Uh, Again, uh, guys who uh, now declare themselves to be women and going into women's uh, shelters and basically forcing real women to move out because there's not enough room and having these guys take their place. So it's this is abuse of women. It's abuse of children. As Christians, we have to care about this. And I suppose to tie it all together, the first book we mentioned by Grudem on ethics, he does have a big chapter on homosexuality, and that includes a helpful section on the transgender issue. Mm. So if you live in Australia, I gave some links, Kurong, places like that. You can pick up the book. But we as Christians, we've got to be on top of this stuff. We mm. have to show the love and care of Christ, and this is one of those areas. Mm, absolutely. Well, Bill, it's always a pleasure to uh, catch up with you and uh, always a pleasure to read through your blogs and uh, see what you've been up to lately. If people want to find out more, they can search for BillMuhlenberg.com and uh, have a look at those blogs. It's great to catch up with you today. Uh, God bless you. Have a great weekend. All right. Thanks a lot. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.